Hello, friends. Welcome. August 21st, 2022, Virtual Strangers 163 is live. I, of course, am your host, Wes. With me, as always, is my good friend, Roots. Roots, how you doing this fine Sunday evening, sir? Ah, good. Well rested. Slept into like one something. Uh, it's like, what the hell, man? I couldn't sleep last night. Crazy. Uh, but I don't, don't remember last time I slept in that uh, late. Now, I've got a question for you, Wes, or I guess for the community. D was asking me yesterday, um, what, or no, somebody was asking D, or maybe, I don't know how it came up, maybe in my stream, which game should she play first? I think she asked when she gets her PC VR. Like, you know, what game? Um, I mean, everybody says that Half Life Alex, but like, I'm kind of torn. I, I feel like they're, this is not a newbie either. This is somebody that's been in VR for well over a year, year and a half, been playing all sorts of games, just never played PC VR. Yeah, that's crazy, man, because, I mean, are, are we talking about, like, PC exclusives? Are we talking about, are, are mods part of the conversation? Yeah, everything. I, I got to think, I got to think, I got to think that, that we probably should shelf mods for a week or two until she gets her feet underneath her with, with regards to dialing and performance and mm. things like that. PC VR is a little that's bit true. of a different beast. Uh, than you know standalone and console so she might need to get her feet wet learn how to deal with settings and things like that first uh but um yeah we were we had a similar conversation on the discord the other day and i named off five like it's hard to name one i named off five uh which is half-life alex the walking dead saints and sinners uh stormland asgard's wrath and fallout mm. four that that would be the five that that just popped straight into my mind now i could I could rattle off 30 more that are must plays. Uh, but I think those right there, that, those are the cream of the crop. Well, somebody suggested Beat Saber just to see the difference between <laughs> um, Quest and... Uh, right. <laughs> she's actually leaning well, towards uh, your, one of your favorite games after the fall, or one of them, because like the graphics, seeing the, the flashing, the lights, you know. But she's also well, going to cool have thing. a lot of games, you know, with uh, Steam Share, so Family That's Share. Family share. Uh, who's she? Who's she linking up with? I haven't linked up with her yet. But She's gonna we can link get up her with in me. Probably Mash. She can link up with you as well. I mean, we can. Like this is the things that we've all had so many games that uh, she'll have a, a good library to play. Right, right. Um, after the fall, and this is what I was gonna say is. Uh, She's going to have quite a few games, too, in her Oculus Rift library oh, from Cross Buy. Now true. she has to go to the the Oculus Store and repurchase them for zero dollars. Uh, but after the fall, her, her progress will carry over from the Quest onto the Rift version. It, oh. it does link up. It, it does sync. So if she installs it, the Rift version instead of the Steam version, uh, she'll be able to keep all of her progress and her arsenal and all that stuff. And she wanted to start over. And it does make a difference, let me tell you. That game looks a lot better on PC than it does on Quest. Yeah. Yeah. Bluebell says uh, Steam has a share. Yeah, it's family share. It's definitely uh, definitely worth doing it. So let me ask you this: How many games do you think end up n never being played again? The Quest version, because I know myself, if I have the choice between the two, I always go. Unless for some reason I I'm in a somewhere else, or you know what I mean. Obviously, but if my computer's here, why would I not use it? You know. Yeah, the, there are. Th this is a very very short list. Uh, of games that are pretty much identical between PC. I could probably count them all on one hand. Um, 
So most of the time you're going to want to play PC. But sometimes, you know, if you are talking about one of those games that's on the short list, uh, sometimes, I mean, if it's not going to make any difference, it's nice to not have to deal with the PC and just grab the, the headset and put it on and play. Um, which is a good segue into our, our, uh, our super chat here from uh, Looper, the Underground Game Cat. How the hell is Red Matter 2 not in the title? um that's a good question well the the short answer would be um that we do our game impressions and game reviews stuff on wednesday sunday's more of a news show but with that said we very well could have put it in the title anyway today because we got one to give away right roots yeah yeah absolutely we have uh traveling man well, uh said he wanted to give away a game and he said the game's so good, and he wanted somebody that uh, maybe couldn't afford it to get it, or just somebody that just doesn't have an opportunity to get it. So uh, kudos to Traveling Man, for sure. Spry guy, good point. Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Looper, and thank you, Traveling Man, for uh, for the support. Very, very much appreciated. Uh, also want to uh, shout out Bluebell and uh, Guido for their recent contributions, which we'll get into over time here. Uh, th- thank you all of you for, uh, for, for your ongoing support. We very, very much appreciate it. Uh, but with that said, um, Spryga has a, has a good point here. He says, Wes has one in his background. That's better on quest that's true. than on PC. Yeah, that's, that's right. And I've, I've been kind of itching to play this lately too. It makes you wonder though. It's not, the, it's not the, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't been in the, the PC version for so long. It's the gameplay. It's the modes and stuff that were, yeah. that draw you in there, but that being said it looks so good and death does uh so i mean they may it may wear very well look as good if not better than the, the pc version at this point uh they're close the, the pc version does have a little bit more detail even still uh but the game it's it's not even comparable like the the pc version the playstation version um it's like a, a beta dem a beta demo for the full version that's on quest you know what i mean it's not even close yeah, absolutely. Either way, but, um, either game's version, right, is good. But uh, Red Matter 2, without getting too much into it, I mean, I, I'm reading online people saying um, that there, there's a little difference, like a small difference between the PC and Quest 2 versions. Man, it's hard to see, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if you've checked it out on Quest 2, but my goodness, this thing is beautiful. Yeah, I've, I'm going to be playing it through on the the pc version but i think that uh, just to see the difference between the two because i'm sure there's going to be a little bit of a difference lighting you know but uh um, dude the lighting on the quest you're you're, you're not going to believe it you, uh, yeah you need before wednesday you need to check it out on quest um just for comparison's sake give it give it 30 minutes or something uh you're not going to believe it like it's it's it doesn't seem like it should be possible but these guys are good, man. They're good. I don't know what kind of deals that they made with their soul, but uh, we're all reaping the benefits of it. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Well, hope, hopefully other uh, developers can follow suit, right? Learn the tricks and tra- of the trade. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a few out there. There's a few out there that are really good at it. But for the most part, um, I mean, as time goes on, we're seeing more and more. Into the Radius is coming soon. We're going to be covering that one as well. The, They've done a very good job with that one. Um, there's some good stuff on Quest, and it's getting better every day. Um, and it just, it kind of, uh, Bone Lab. I mean, Bone Lab looks phenomenal on Quest. So as time is going on, 
um, it seems more and more like if you're bringing out a, a game that looks like Minecraft, it, it's just because you didn't try, right? You just didn't try. Yeah, or it's the style, retro. It's supposed to look like that, um, but you, right. you definitely didn't try for sure. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to uh, to play it on uh, Quest 2 for sure. Uh, anyway, as we mentioned before, we do have a copy to give away courtesy of our friend Traveling Man here. The first person in the chat to answer this question. Right off the wins bat. Wins a copy. Wins a copy of Red Matter 2 right off the bat. Uh, yeah, well, we might as well. We're talking yeah. about it, right? Get it out, yeah. Uh, so here's the question. First person to answer it correctly. Let me double check the answer before I ask the question. It's not going to be the developer. So, Mepper, you can go ahead and erase it. Uh, well, we're not asking that one. <laughs> but I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to double check my answer here before I ask the question. So bear with me just a moment. Mike Newton says, PD did a side-by-side -side, uh, Red Matter 2. And then the very next comment was PD saying, evening all. It's almost like he his ears were itching. He popped in here. Okay, so Red Matter 2 is a uh and i think this is a, a an oculus key right which is cross by so you can play it on either platform but this is an oculus key um red matter 2 is a sequel to the original red matter by vertical robot um the first person who can name the year in which red matter was released mm. will win a copy of red matter 2 on oculus there you go who was it last week onakazi that was up said we should not just put so a question or something that's everybody I think, knows i think it was on a yeah well there yeah. you go there's no way anybody Wait, and guessed then, the year <laughs> and then Sim <laughs> simplex left a comment that said uh that we that, that we could easily encrypt the keys so that people would have to copy it out of the chat and then take it to a decryptor to decrypt it and get the actual key that's just a little too much man it's a little too much <laughs> yeah this is the thing that would be cool for about 20% of the audience and then the other 80% like myself would be like I don't know what the fuck a decrypting a key where do I go what, what am exactly. I doing here like we're not giving away a new car or a quest for that man we're giving away a game that's a little that is pretty cool much. though I didn't know that that was a possibility yeah well the same here same here uh it was I, I didn't know it was that easy so uh, thank you for the education there simplex uh, eye on the icon congratulations uh you are the winner 2018 November 10th 2018 the original red matter launched on pc um congrats I, I, actually uh, it looks like uh jim hall answered oh no it was right after tetris effect you're wrong jim hall that's not the, that's <laughs> not the answer bro that is a good game though i love it it's a it's an excellent game it's the best game you know what were we thinking do you ask what the first thing she should play is tetris effect hey go check out tetris effect yeah it is amazing um so i guess uh you can just uh i just send us your email Ian, and then we'll yeah. give it to Traveling Man, and we'll get you the key. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, so the, I don't know if you guys know how the uh, the Oculus system works, but um, uh, Traveling Man is going to gift it to you, Ion. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind sending us our uh, your Oculus uh, your Oculus associated email address, we'll we'll pass it along to Traveling Man, and he will gift it to you. Uh, he Ion the Icon says. I legit couldn't buy the game. Ah, so, so that's this awesome. Is, this is perfect. This is exactly what Traveling Man said. He said he was hoping somebody would get it that couldn't afford to get it, that, you know, really wanted to play it. 
and uh, he's just paying it forward um, from Bluebell and Guido because they gifted him games, and this is why this community is so awesome. So, uh, grats on it. Yeah. yeah, and we've got a copy of Contractors we're going to give uh, give away in a few minutes from Bluebell, uh, Speak of the Devil. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Travel Man. Thank you, Bluebell. Uh, Roots, um, we need to get started, and we need, we need to get this show kicked off. We need to say hello to our friends in chat, but I, I wanted to take a moment to remind everyone, claim your free stuff. Go on Epic Games. Go on the PlayStation Store. Claim your free games. It's getting ready to change over again, uh, especially on Epic. And uh, I don't know if you knew this, Roots. Uh, Doom 64 is free on Epic Game Store right now. Oh, my God. No, I didn't. Man, I see, this is the thing. We got rid of that segment, and it, it screwed me over. I was relying on it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it. I'll have to go get it for sure. We, we came this close to today's episode being free stuff and killer deals because... Uh, to be honest, the, the news was a little sparse this week. You can see it on the cutting room floor. There's not a lot of extra stuff down there. And, um, you know, there's lots of sales. There's lots of free stuff going on right now. So I almost made this uh, a free stuff and killer deals show. But uh, as I looked a little deeper in some non-conventional sources, uh, we've got some older articles on games we haven't covered yet. We've got some newer articles that are a little bit different than what we typically cover. Uh, but we put together a good show, uh, so we just uh, I decided to let free stuff and killer deals go. But I did want to, uh, again, just remind people, get your free stuff. Do it now. Don't wait until it's gone and then uh, have to live with the regret of having to buy these games a, a year from now when they get uh, VR mods. Speaking of regret, I uh, was talking to my, and they, somebody in the chat mentioned it earlier about Dead Second. And they were saying, oh, have you played it? I said, no, man, I need to go pick that up before it goes to 20 bucks. They said, oh, I went to 20 bucks today. I said, yeah. oh, that may be a reason for me to uh, to wait for sale. How bad is that? <laughs> oh, man, everybody's yeah. raving about this game. We might need to send an email. I was going to just buy it to support the devs, but I don't, I don't know if I want to support them that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I was it. good at supporting them for 10 bucks. 20? I don't know. <laughs> See, we, we might even just have, have those to get thoughts, a key. Guys. We, we we absolutely have families and budgets so oh yeah for sure uh and you know i would just buy it out of the the patreon coffers but uh we've been buying a lot out of the patreon coffers over the last couple of months and uh, it's starting to dwindle a little bit so i want to you know we'll we'll hold off and, and the ones that we for sure 100 percent want to cover uh, or have to cover i guess i should say we'll, we'll pick those up uh, but dead second, we might just have to send an email out for that one. Yeah, well, uh, maybe they'll want us to, want us to play it. Or Whelan says, uh, with the $5 donation, was you as happy as me to see Usman get knocked out? Dude, I was ecstatic, especially because of the way that um, the commentators were just burying uh, Leon. Like, yeah, Usman was winning, but he was just wrestle-fucking him, man. He wasn't, like, kicking his ass or anything. <laughs> Leon won the first round, and it was the most dominant round of the fight was the first round when Leon mounted him and was, and, and was uh, almost choked him out. The next three and a half rounds, uh, Usman just basically held him up against the fence and, uh, and stomped his feet and kicked him in the legs. Um, but then Roots, with less than a minute left to go in the fight, Leon uh, sets up this perfect left head kick and knocks the champ stiff. Mm. 
I mean, what you stiff, wanna brother. see. You want to see a knockout. We don't want to see a technical, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you have like a really, uh, really cool submission move or something, you know, or maybe they dislocate their shoulder or something. We want to see is violence. We want to see violence. That's what we're there for. You know, controlled violence. It was just perfect. It was a perfect uh, technique. Like he he threw a like a half jab, and then uh, uh, left behind it. But it wasn't meant. He didn't commit to the punches. The punches were just meant to draw out a reaction. Which it did. It, it caused the champ to to, uh, to to move to his right, and he moved right into Leon's foot, and wow. it was it was perfect. They were working you gotta on under- that for a while, man. Hey, that's oh, that's yeah. awesome. You got to understand the context of it too. Like the champ, they, they were calling this dude the best of all time, oh. uh, and Leon probably right. right. <laughs> and Leon probably should have got a title shot three years ago. He's won ten fights in a row. Like. He keeps getting stepped over. Like mm-hmm. people keep getting the the shot over him because he's not the best talker. He's not real flashy. He's just good, you know. He don't lose fights. So eventually, he became undeniable. They had to give him the shot because I mean, there wasn't anybody left for him to beat other than the champ. And uh, he did. He he stepped in there. Looked like he was going to lose a decision. The the commentators were just talking mm-hmm. about how he was defeated and wasn't really trying to win anymore. And as soon as they said it, pop. I bet game over. I bet they're driven to give him another fight with him. And that's, it's uh, totally different oh, yeah. now. The rematch is it's going to happen fairly quickly. They're not going to dick around with it, you know. Uh, if not, they're if, if they wanted this guy, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Here's the thing, though. It's, it's funny because you know, obviously, the champ deserves a rematch. He was a long reigning champion, dominant champion. Uh, there's probably three dudes. If the if the UFC had their choice, there's probably three other guys they'd rather give the next shot to, uh, because of big money matchups. Mm. And um, it'll be interesting to see if they find an excuse to to wait on giving Usman his rematch to try to get one of these money fights done. Um, yeah, it, it's it's all politics. It's all money uh, when it comes to the UFC. It's not a meritocracy. It's not like. NBA or NFL where the best play the best 100% of the time. Uh, they're trying to sell tickets and pay-per-views. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if if the champ, the former champ, gets put in Leon's position now where he keeps getting stepped over for uh, a bigger matchup. Mm-hmm. Well, you put it that way, that's almost a guarantee. You know, if there's money to be made, you know, they'll make some yeah. kind of excuse. It'll be interesting to see. I, I hope Leon at least gets one uh, – successful title defense under his belt uh because these guys they don't make a lot of money until they become champion when you become champion uh you get a back end on the pay-per-view sales you get a percentage Uh, and and that's when these guys who are making you know enough money to live on uh go to becoming millionaires is when they defend the title so hopefully Mm. leon can at least get one under his belt and make make him a couple million dollars before uh before he loses yeah yeah, good, good for him. Uh, anyway, let's say hello to our friends in chat. Um, Space Denison in the house. What's up? Um, Rich Hellstrip is here. Immersed Robot. Uh, Gary, what's up? He says, I miss the Anderson Silva days. Anderson Silva, my favorite of all time. People keep trying to, to say this one's the go and that one's the go. Anderson Silva is the greatest of all time. And anyone who watched him in his prime knows that. Like... Uh, so yeah, I, I miss Anderson Silva too. He's still boxing, beating boxing champions. Uh, it's crazy. He's like forty six years old or something like that. Still kicking dudes' ass. Yeah. Um, 
MRI Gamer is here. What's up? Carl uh, Parker says you're smoking crack if you don't think Dead Seconds <laughs> worth 20 bucks. I haven't played I, it. That's my problem. It's not. That's not it, bro. It's not that we think it's worth it or don't think it's worth it. It's that uh, th that the funds are running low, and we have every game except for that one. So, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got like a lot we, of other uh, stuff to try out. We got other stuff to play. If, you know, if the dev would like for us to cover it, and that's their prerogative, they'll send us a key, right? And, and we'll, we'll cover it. We'll be glad to glad to give some more publicity. Yep. Um, Kyle Kitchings is here. Says he came from nothing, too. Such a cool story. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Really happy for that guy. Uh, Thomas McNostral, nice to see a UK fighter at the top. Yeah, I mean, him and... Uh, him and Bisping, right? The, the two from uh, from that side of the world to hold the belt. Pretty pretty awesome. Um, traveling man, of course, we already said hello to. Carl Parker. Technological glitch. What's up? Uh, VR Spry guy. Rogue TR is here. Ryan Brannon is here. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, I guess it kind of is spoilers. Uh, but, the, you know, uh, they made the donation and asked the question. I got to answer it, right? Um, a lot, lot of cool other, cool other stuff on the card too so it's worth going back and watching it if you haven't already the co-main event was awesome uh, Mickey Berrios what's up awesome Tatum what's up Bluebell hello uh, Zayla Maru is here good to see you um, let's see Cheeto Wendy what's up good to see you um, who else Fluke Rogie uh, I'm glad to see all these people from across the pond still tuning in, even though it's so late. Like it's almost midnight for these people. Thank you. Uh, Paradise the Case, Speak of the Devil. What's up, PD? Good to see you. My, my mod manager, Roots, our mod manager, Paradise the Case, is here. Yeah. Actually, he needs to like get step it up and give us some, what, what is it, file shocks. I need some uh, stuff for the, um, for the reshade, right? Yeah, Bioshock's probably a good one. PD, didn't they take Bioshock off of the Vorpex list? I think they did. We probably have to do it in Reshade now. I want to know what to set that. PD, if you can give me settings for Wreckfest. Everybody keeps telling me I need to try Wreckfest because I've been playing it with Reshade. I just don't know what the settings would be. If it'd be like 40 depth again or, you know, I don't know. Eye uh, on the Icon, Rob Perry, VR um, Spry Guy, Chatty's here. Um... Let's see, Mash Daddy, what's up? Eric, Eric checking in from uh, from uh, Deutschland. So, uh, guten uh, guten Abend. I don't remember. Good evening. Good, yeah, guten Abend. Very closer than what I would say. Um, let's see who else here. Wormsworth is here. Hello, sir. Jim Hall, of course. Hello. Um. Uh, scrolling kind of fast now if i miss somebody i apologize oh yeah paradise Daniel, he says dead space he keeps i need to try that he keeps telling me so yeah people rave about dead space and especially now that uh callisto protocol is getting ready to come out there's a lot of hype behind dead space uh by the way i can't wait for callisto protocol to do that one in reshade is going to be awesome yeah yeah uh daniel kaz in the chat as well good to see you um Rye pop what's up good to see you friend and app j 
I'm really scrolling fast now because <laughs> there's a lot of uh, repeat names. Decepticon. Oh, yee. What's up, Decepticon? Bargosoft's here. Good to see you. Um, who else? Anyone else? I saw somebody's name come in late. Rich something. Well, I'm, up, I I'm up at the top here. I'm up, Rich Hellstrip. Oh, yeah. I, I think we caught Hellstrip oh, okay. at the beginning, but... Uh, hello, Rich. Hello again. Guido is here. Uh, he's at work. He just stopped by to say hello. Uh, thank you, Guido. Guido um, Guido donated a, a Mr. Tass Swing Plus uh, attachment to give away. Um, so I think we're going to run, instead of giving that away today, I think we're going to run a, a promo soon and kind of tie it in the walkabout to give that one away. So uh, thank you, Guido, for uh, your support as always. Nice. Uh, Funky Sloth is here. Midlife Kid is here. Uh, I think we already said hello to Mike Newton, but just in case. Hello, Mike Newton. Uh, and that's as far as my live chat's going up. So if I missed you, uh, hello and Did welcome. you see what Midlife Kid said? Because I saw it was like one of the first comments about Red, Med De Red, De uh, Red Matter 2, right? It said changes the game in VR, I think is what was the comment was. You know, I'm glad... Uh, but that that's true. It certainly changes the game for um, for for Quest the, and the Quest library. It's 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 an exceptional game. We're going to talk more about that on Wednesday. And I'm glad Alvo VR is in the chat because one of the things I forgot to put on our news lineup today, Roots. Thank you for showing up, Alvo. As there is a significant update to Alvo, and I think um, obviously our, our our lineup set for this Wednesday, but I think next Wednesday. We need to cover this update for Alvo. There's a bunch of new weapons and uh, new maps. There's also a new game mode routes, which is like a, uh, it's a, it's like a campaign style co-op mode that in the zombie mode. So oh. there's like a, there's like a creepy indoor zombie map that you can play through with friends. And the, the goal is to, to use teamwork to make it to the end and be extracted. And I've talked to people that have played it. They're all raving about it. Say it's great. Uh, so I want to try it out. So I think you and me and Mash, whenever he gets back from Germany, I think we need to get in there and, and uh, check it out. Heck yeah, dude. I love Alvo. So I still think it's uh, one of the best, if not the best shooters um, in VR. And I just don't think people well, have found it yet. It's certainly unique, right? It's it's not as samey as, uh, you know, the Pavlovs and the contractors out there, right? It's it, it does what they do, but it does a lot more than what they do. Yep, Absolutely. What's up, Phil Yarn? What's up, um, Roy Schwartz? Good to see you, friend. Um, I felt I felt we played uh, we played some uh, some Firewall recently, Roy, and I, f I felt weird not having you in there watching my back. Like Roy's oh, dirty, like, right? Didn't he's king shit. He's king shit at Firewall. Uh, Roy <laughs> is. Yeah, it felt a little dirty. You're right. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Kentucky RC Crawlers. What's up, Gene? Good to see you as well. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover the Alvo uh, the Alvo update uh, probably next Wednesday, um, so tune in then for that if you're interested. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get into some headlines. Uh, we've got some interesting ones this week, huh? Yep.
Team SOB, quote, we want to make our games feel like they're made in Japan. Uh, the PlayStation Studios' Nicholas Doucet on the success of Astro's Playroom, growing to 100 employees and the importance of a dedicated R&D team. This is a, a rather lengthy and detailed article on gamesindustry.biz. I suggest any of you that are fans of PlayStation VR to go check out this article. Uh, it's an interview. And, uh, or it's based on an interview. It's, it's a write-up after an interview. And there's lots of cool information in here. Now, I'm not going to read through the whole thing, uh, but there are a few tidbits in here that I would like to point out. Um, first of all, and uh, let me just resize this thing. It's cutting part of the words out for me here. Uh, there are clues here, Roots, to uh, uh, what Team Asobi... Um, has been working on and we've known for a while that they've been working on their next thing um for some time and uh for those of you who don't know team asobi uh is used to be an internal studio that was part of the larger sony japan studios um that's responsible for astrobot astrobot rescue mission as well as a few other titles uh but when uh, sony japan studio was disbanded um, a couple years ago at this point, uh, Team Asobi was made into kind of its the standalone studio and expanded to, to continue to work on um, their stuff. And, uh, you know, thankfully for all of us, they're, they're actually uh, apparently growing quite quickly. But uh, I'm going to read a little bit of the article here and, and I'll just stop and point a few things out as we go. Astro's Playroom was quite the surprise package at the launch of PS5. It was easy to dismiss the game before release as a short 3D platformer that acts as a tech showcase for Sony's new DualSense controller. We've seen plenty of these things before, a mildly diverting demo of the new hardware that you just bought. But Astro's Playroom turned out to be a genuinely delightful little game that was crammed with nostalgic references to PlayStation's past while representing what we might get from its future. The Verge dubbed it PS5's Wii Sports, and Eurogamer said that it is one of the best launch titles of all time. I have to agree. Perhaps we shouldn't have been so surprised. Astro's Playroom was the latest creation from Team Asobi, a small development unit behind the acclaimed Astrobot rescue mission for PlayStation VR. And in creating Astro's Playroom, the team was eager to prove it could make something great outside of virtual reality. Of course, Astro's Playroom was a showcase of the DualSense and a love letter to PlayStation. But one of the goals was, can we live up to making a TV game? A classic non-VR game. And do character controls and all that, are our skills sufficient? Asks Team Asobi Creative and Studio Director Nicholas Doucet. Making a VR game for PS4 means doing PS3 quality, quality levels in terms of assets because you're on a tight technical budget. But when you jump to PS5, are we able to go to that level? So we got some confidence out of this. It's very nice to know that whenever a PS5 is bought, Astro is going to get played. It was a big responsibility because if you make something that's a little bit without flavor, 
then you run the risk of making the console feel that way. At the time of Astro Playroom's launch, Team Asobi was a development unit within the wider Japan studio. But in 2021, Sony closed the developer and spun Team Asobi out as its own company. Back then, Team Asobi was around 35 employees and has since grown to more than 60, and Doucet expects the number to reach around 100 people. We have a current production, and that's going fine. But we want to have another group for R&D, and we want enough in this group to explore many areas that are interesting and to potentially start other projects. But we're not giving ourselves any limits. If good people want to join Team Asobi, then we will be willing to talk to them. There's always stuff to do. There's always new projects to begin, and we're not limited by money or time. If we could double the studio just like that, we could find work for everybody. This R&D team is something that's crucial to Team Asobi. The developers' games are known for continually introducing new gameplay ideas, and that requires a lot of trial and error. We always have this extra team on the sign, Doucet explains. Probably like 90% of the studio is on production. But there's a small pocket of people in the background that's already touching the technologies of tomorrow or trying things with the technologies we have today, but taking them into a new direction. In order to keep this freshness, the R&D team needs to be rotated quite often. People go into production and then after that maybe go into R&D. Team Asobi's next project will follow in the footsteps of its games it's done before. But this will be a full-blown commercial title and our biggest to date. So some clues here, Roots, uh, how this team behind the Astrobot series works. And to no surprise, uh, they get early access to new technologies that Sony's working on. Their, their whole drive and focus uh, with their development is to come up with new concepts for gameplay, which is exactly what we see in any Astrobot title. And then uh, the last thing that, that we just mentioned here is that their, their next uh, project is well in underway now. And uh, the, the article explains that it, quote, um, will follow in the footsteps of the game it's done before. So they just basically told us that an Astrobot game is in development. It's going to be full-blown commercial and the biggest title that they've ever done. That, my friend, is exciting. That is exciting because people in the chat are talking about, you know, whether it be their top three, top five. Interesting discussion. Fluke Rogi saying Half-Life Alex isn't even in his top three or top five. And a lot of people are like, oh, my God. I it's kind of i'm kind of in your same boat dude i i loved half-life alex but i i wouldn't put it for me it was not top probably five maybe top five but top three absolutely not astrobot was a phenomenal game originally that's what excites me like that i felt like it was their biggest title vr title before I mean, it was amazing it was it was huge I think they're going yeah. next level, like what we wanted the first one to be. Even the first one was amazing. It was like, we want more. We wanted the scope. I want, this is what I want. I want Astrobot Mario 64 style, where like they yeah. open that fucking open world. You're jumping in paintings. Like that was, that was the, that was the next generation of, of the, that, those type of games, right? It was phenomenal. That's what I want. Yeah, man. And, um, 
I think that's what we're going to get here. I think I think the Mario 64 PSVR 2 is exactly what this is going to be. Um, because it's what they've always done, right? Like Astrobot, um, innovative in so many different ways. And I, and I can assure you, I've been back to Astrobot a couple of times since my initial playthrough. It always surprises me how good it is. You forget just how good and polished that title is until you go back to it and you're like, oh yeah, now I remember. Um, but this is what they've always done. Astrobot Rescue Mission was innovative. The, the Astro's Playroom that, that comes pre-installed on PS5, uh, just as impressive, even if it is quite a bit shorter. Um, it's a technical showcase. It shows you what the new hardware can do. And I'm, I'm certain that whenever this next Astrobot title comes out, I'm sure it'll be a hybrid game, right? It'll be playable both flat and VR. But if you want to get the true experience, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a technical showcase of what PSVR 2 is uh, capable of. Yeah, and uh, it's going to use a, a DualSense controller, which I guess a lot of people freak out, right? It's not hand presence. What are you doing, Sony? Like, how are you dropping the ball? Um, I, would, I don't even know how you would make a, a, a platformer with hand presence. Um, but I, I just think that uh, it's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait. And uh, I would, I mean, this is obviously going to be a, uh, I would imagine, launch title, right? Uh, you would hope so. And you would think so. Because typically that has been, um, well, you know, I want to say typically that's been the case, but that's not true. Uh, whenever PS4 console came out, uh, I'm not sure if it launched with it or if it wasn't long after that. Uh, there was a, a title called The Playroom that came out, which was from this team. And then when PSVR came out, The Playroom VR came out. Um, but Astrobot itself didn't come out till 2018. Mm. And um, as far as the PS5 console, we already have Astro's Playroom. So I'm not sure this will launch. I'm sure it would be a great launch title. And if I had to bet, I would bet that, yes, it probably will be ready at launch. Um, but I don't know. It, it may be a year or so. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if if it took it a little while to come out. Um, but, you know, we do, again, we know that Jim Ryan uh, said in January that, that when, um, or I'm, uh, was it January or March? He said that when P uh, PlayStation VR 2 launches, it will launch with 20 major uh, VR titles. So uh, I would imagine that uh, it's very likely that Astrobot. Uh, the next Astrobot game will be uh, one of those titles. I think it would be a really smart one, you know, for those people that are just coming into VR, uh, PlayStation VR 2, you got this amazing uh, platformer, right? Everybody loves platformers. And the first one blew everybody away. So, I and I want it, I want it now. I don't want to wait a year. Uh, Mindjive said, I like the track controller in Astrobot. It gave a bit of hand presence. I, I love how they use the dual DualShock controller uh, in Astrobot, whether it's throwing, uh, you know, Chinese stars or using that grappling hook with the with the cable on it or, uh, you know, using that that cannon that allowed you to shoot the enemies out of the air. Um, a lot of innovative use of, of last gen's uh, regular gamepad. So, you know, with the updated capabilities of the next gen stuff with the eye tracking and the next gen haptics and, and adaptive triggers and the audio and just all of it. Uh, I got to imagine that this next title is going to be something special. And that's what this article basically alludes to. Yeah. I can't wait.
Uh, anyway, um, I'll try to remember to post a link to this article on our Discord. There is an invitation in the description down below. I highly suggest anyone who's a fan of Astrobot to uh, check it out. A lot of cool information here um, regarding this team and what they're working on next. I'm Defer from Resolution Games, and today we're super excited to reveal the pricing and release date for Ultimax. But before we do that, we're going to give you the closest look yet of what Ultimax looks like in action. Ultimax is a fast-paced, team-based sport of the future, coming to VR headsets later this year that lets teams of two battle it out in the arena with rocket fists flying. Alright, so I'm with two of the developers from the team here to give us some more insights of how Ultimax is played. So, say hello to the camera, guys. Hello! <laughs> so, Ultimax is a very fast-paced game, but this also requires precision, where you steer these like rocket-fueled fists. What are you doing to make this game accessible and fun, but also a place where you can show off your skills? As we started uh, going onto the game, uh, we've tried different speeds of uh, how quickly the player moves, how quickly the ball moves, um, and like the power of the hits. And we found that the faster you moved and the smoother, the quicker that you can dash upfield and, and backfield to switch from offense to defense. Uh, that became super important. You would move forward into offense, that player would counter and just swing the ball right back towards your side. So you wanted to get back as quickly as possible so that you can ready your defense with your gloves. Yeah, it's very similar to foosball in a lot of ways. So one of the strategies of it, you can't always have a direct shot. You have to be as close as you can and then curve your glove uh, and maybe even curve the ball to actually make the shot work because a straight shot won't always be on target. So it's almost like uh, being a rocket physicist in some ways to calculate the, the trajectory of like, the ball is moving at this speed and at this angle. I need to get my glove that's moving at this speed uh, to catch it before it gets there and also control it and angle that shot so that I can um, set myself up. Like I can hit the ball, um, say, to the left side to bank off the corner wall to be ready for my other glove that will intercept it for, for an open goal. So Boo, I keep hearing that you're one of the top players in the dev team. Do you have any tips for the future pilots who are going to try out the game? A newbie mistake is oftentimes to turn around to follow the ball, but what I realized pretty quick, you don't have time to like really turn a hundred, uh, like 90 degrees to the other side. Uh, you have to just like trust that, oh yeah, I know the ball is behind me, I just need to back up real quick and always keep the ball in front of me. And also having the ball in the middle of the arena, that's like the riskiest zone because uh, people um, can use their supercharges uh, and like get a powerful shot towards your goal. So a good way to uh, um, defend your goal is to like make sure you get it off to, to the sides of the arena, to the walls. Sometimes, uh, I know I, I managed to do it once, like I used it for defense, it uh, came towards my goal, and then I blasted it all across the arena into their goal. <laughs> and it felt like such an epic moment. <laughs> You'll be able to try out some of these tricks on your own when Ultimax launches on Steam, MetaQuest 2, and Pico devices, starting September 15th, for free. Follow our socials and wishlist the game on Steam to stay updated. We'll provide more details about our mechs and a first look at the Season 1 Battle Pass closer to launch. 
Ultimax launches for free on September 15th for Quest, PCVR, and Pico. Roots and Pico. Uh, this is from uh, Harry Baker, Upload VR. Uh, Resolution Games' next title has a release date. Ultimax launches September 15th on Quest 2, Steam VR, and Pico platforms. Announced late last year, Ultimax will mix mechs and Rocket League to create a new competitive multiplayer VR title. Until recently, it was only confirmed for release on PC VR and, quote, major VR platforms. This past week, Resolution confirmed the game will also launch on Quest 2 and Pico devices. Resolution also revealed that Ultimax will adopt a free-to-play model, available as a free download with no limits on play on all platforms. This will be supplemented by a seasonal battle pass system, the Ultimax Ultipass, that will offer new paint jobs and other cosmetic enhancements to make the mechs uniquely personalized. Other details on Ultipass content and pricing will be made available before launch in September. An Ultimax preseason preview weekend is also set to take place this weekend on Steam giving players the chance to compete across the weekend in 1v1 and 2v2 matches online. We've reached out to Resolution to confirm whether the preview weekend will be available on other platforms as well, but for now, PCVR players can register for preview access over on the game's Steam page. Update, Resolution confirmed to Upload VR that the preseason preview weekend will only be available through Steam VR. The release announcement was also accompanied by a developer deep dive video, which we just watched, showing off some new gameplay and discussing key mechanics like curve shots and positional planning. Ultimax will be available to demo on the show floor at Gamescom in Cologne later this week. Eric will be there to try it out, along with a bunch of other VR upcoming VR titles. Keep an eye out for impressions in a few weeks' time. You know, not only uh, is Eric going to be able to play it this Wednesday, Roots. You want to know a secret? Hmm. We can go play it right now. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Show's (laughs) over, ladies and gents. We're done. Uh, We're out. So, uh, looks a little bit more polished than uh, than Knock, right? Yeah, Knock was just so bizarre, man. Like, I, I feel like... I mean, the fact that this is free this is the biggest thing that people said about Knock. Is it, you know, like it's trying to be like Rocket League, and Rocket League's a free game, and that's why one of the reasons why it's so successful, right? I wonder how they're. Uh, I mean, is it ads? Somebody said free with ads. Like, how are they funding this thing? Uh, you know it, what I mean? It's, yeah, it's the Battle Pass thing. Uh, we've seen other games no, do this. Too bad, then. Battle Pass uh, is, it, it happens in everything. It's out there. Yeah. So. Why not? It's the it's the pop one model only. They're giving you the game, um, and I think it's a smart move. I mean, let's be honest. This is a casual multiplayer game on Quest, and you know there's a lot of these. So how do you get people to play it? How do you convince people to put down money on it? Well, you let them play it, and if it's really good, then they'll want to spend money on it. Right. Uh, I think it's a smart move from Resolution. Very smart. And um, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah. Absolutely. PD says, you know who else likes uh, loves positional planning? My mom! Yeah. Or not. That's true. Real planning sometimes, just on the whim. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it is very smart. A lot of people are saying it's smart to, to make it free. And uh, and I think it is as well. If they 
it makes me want to try it. I didn't, I really didn't care for Nog. I, it just was the, the way that it was done. And it, and this is a skill level. And I, I guarantee if I spent a lot of time in it, I would be, you know, I'd be like, wow, this is amazing. Very technical, right? It's just too much. It was too much for me. And uh, yeah, so it was, it wasn't fun enough to inspire us to put the time in to get good. And a game like this, that's kind of what you have to have, right? It has to be fun enough uh that it makes you it has to be fun to lose to an extent like obviously it's never fun to lose but there has to be some positive experience to be taken away even in the losing effort and not just wasn't that man we were just getting destroyed from the get-go on that and we tried man we tried for an hour hour and a half and it was just frustration couldn't get the movement system down couldn't couldn't there was a lot of mechanics that we couldn't quite get our get a grip on and uh, like Ruth said we could have if we had wanted to put that kind of time into it uh, but it didn't grip us enough to really make us want to now will it be any different with this only time's going to tell but I'm I have a bit more confidence uh, you know in, in knowing that this is coming from resolution games and everything that they've done up until this point has been pretty awesome it looks like the the movement's intuitive you know and, and the moves and stuff and so that's the most important thing for me I love Rocket League. It's one of the coolest games I play. If you can, now you can tell me I can play Rocket League in VR as a robot. Like it sounds badass, right? Like if it's done right, I think it's going to be really, really good, amazing. And like you said, the the free model is is the good model. I don't mind buying you, skins. I buy skins for Fortnite. I buy skins for. I got a, uh, I got Cuphead last yesterday for um, Fall Guys. I was so excited. I've been watching this little Cuphead fucker run around all. For months, I could never be. Now I'm. Now I get to be Cuphead. So I mean, if you can make people, that's that. You, that model works very well with the battle pass, and then maybe some skins or whatever. So why not use it? Makes me want to go play rigs. You yeah. play rigs on PlayStation VR? I did not play it actually, but a lot of people said it was uh, really good, right? Yeah, it's this. It's a similar concept to this, only it's a lot more. I mean, it's a, it's a Sony exclusive, so you can imagine, mm. you know the scale of it and the, the polish the level of polish on uh, another level yeah uh bluebill says i like knock i just suck at it <laughs> that's me yeah i, I, I suck you. at it real bad you know i've never been in a position it was so bad that i could all i could do was laugh i mean it was it created a good memory for me with wes and mash so i mean it was not all bad it was just so overwhelmingly one-sided uh every match we played it was like we weren't even there they were just like fuck here we're just gonna score anyway i don't care where you're doing what you're doing where you're standing what you're how you defend we're gonna score on you and you know what's funny is uh we thought we were sure that we were gonna be good at that <laughs> like I, i'm i play so much part. in death yeah i play so much in death i thought i was just gonna own people right off the bat i told nope. mash going in i said dude I had tried the tutorial. I said, man, I am going to rock this. Like, I really legitimately thought I'm going to fuck people up. I'm going to do really good. And the stark reality of what reality is, it was like, oh, my God, what is happening? It was, uh, that was, that was the best part. Yeah. 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 Our expectations versus reality. It was, yeah. uh, brought us back down to earth. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we're, we're going to get a head start on everybody on this one, Roots. We're going to get to play it before other people get in there. So uh, I don't think we should squander our opportunity to get good uh, before the general public gets in there. 
we can be the people completely shaming somebody else for sucking, right? We can just score <laughs> yeah. over and over. And the dude's friend was like, Josh, like, <laughs> stop. Like, <laughs> that memory, man, that was so good. But yeah, I, I can't wait to get in there. I think this is going to be really good. And uh, for those of you wondering, it does feature cross-platform play. So if you have it on Quest, your friend has it on Steam, you will be able to play together. That was the first question I asked when they started, uh, you know, giving us the info on this one. So, uh, yeah, cross-platform confirmed for this one. That should be a no-brainer for any of these games. And I get that there's reasons why they don't, but, like, you're really limiting yourself if you don't cross-platform. That's really good. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Anyway, um, Ultimax, not the only title that we got a release date for. Uh, Another really good one just uh, dropped this past week. Do you think all of us are going to make it out of here alive? But you don't. I guess not. Good. Means you're not stupid. Are you alright? Yeah. Shit. They're coming! Looks like we're done here. Keep your gun! The requisition uh, from our friends over at Arcadia. Uh, this game's been a long time coming, Roots, and uh, it's been pushed back a couple of times uh, so that the uh, developers continue to work out bugs, add in new game modes, and polish it up. Uh, but we now know that this game will be launching uh, into Steam Early Access on uh, September 22nd with uh, a Quest version uh coming at some later date on down the road and even a psvr2 version uh, sometime next year uh roots this this game the concept for this game has come along quite a bit since its initial inception and uh it's gone on to become this thing that has a little something for everybody i mean if you're into player versus player they've got that if you're into single player they've got that they've got a story mode uh, but you don't have to do it by yourself. You can do the story mode in co-op. Um, and, and the basic idea here is to, to take what, uh, you know, the zombie killing mechanics of a game like Saints and Sinners and put it into a home alone scenario. I don't know if you guys have ever watched the movie Home Alone, but it, uh, really it's all about this kid coming up with all kinds of creative traps to, to uh, take out his enemies and really, that's the main inspiration behind the game mechanics in this game. Hmm. Um, a lot of potential here, Roots, for this one. I feel like uh, with, with the wide selection of different game modes and uh, over 300 items that you can craft and, and use to kill zombies, uh, this could be one that brings people back time and time again. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many different modes, right? You can't, I mean, talk about replayability. One mode that I want, Wes, which would be cool, is like if you could booby trap the house or the areas and and other players could like they're trying to get through a certain area that you've set up against them right and maybe that's set up in the pvp i don't know but yeah 
Um, that, that's I, kind of that's it, what the PvP does, actually. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'll tell you what. I um I played that other version. Uh, I don't know what it is in VR. It's similar to this. It's like a more of an indie version. A couple of years ago, and the the premise was cool. This one looks like a little bit more fleshed out graphically for sure. And uh, I think it's super cool. I, I mean, even just the the co-op. I think every game should do this if they can, if they got the time and the resources, right? Why not give me options to play? I don't want a mode. I don't want a co-op mode. I want to play the fucking game in co-op. To me, that's the best. Is like, I've got this game. It's four or five hour campaign, whatever. And I can go with a, a friend or a family member and I can just enjoy the entire game. Not some offshoot mode. Um, I just, uh, I think that's really cool. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because these guys clearly learned their lessons from the launch of Hinge, which is a great game, but it wasn't all that great when it launched. And, um, you know, it was kind of a work in progress for a while through early access until finally they got a grip on the performance and uh, it turned out to be what it was. Uh, but they obviously took that lesson from all those negative reviews it got at launch and applied it to this situation um, and they've held on to it and they've polished it and, and in doing so all of this multiplayer functionality kind of got birthed in the process you know it wasn't supposed to originally have this scope but they started playing around with the, um, the, the, the multiplayer modes internally and found through playtesting, uh, which they've done five rounds of playtesting now, uh, they found out through playtesting that uh, the PvP and, and, and multiplayer stuff are, are what most people tend to gravitate towards. So uh, kudos to them for, for taking their lessons from the earlier experience. And uh, even though this is still going to be an early access game when it launches, I'm sure it's going to be uh, a much more complete package than Hinge was when it launched yeah absolutely gotta listen to the community and uh i don't know this is the biggest thing as game testers right find out what you, they enjoy the most and then you can focus more on that i think that's really smart uh pd says uh he sent us a, a message in the discord it was um basically mentioning the the raft that game raft the uh the vr mod says it's amazing you can play multiplayer together and he's got a video out there for it if you want to check it out on his channel um, actually, I, I kind of watched Raft. I kind of, um, when it first came out, and I, it was almost a game I played uh, just because it looked pretty cool, right, For with a friend. And uh, now that it's a VR mod, I might actually have to get in there and check it out. This is a game that uh, I was completely unaware of. Like, I, I'd never heard of this when the mod for this launched last week. Uh, I've seen it pop up in my uh, in my YouTube feed a couple of times, but I, I haven't even watched any of the videos on it. So I'm familiar with it. I know that there's a game called Raft and it has a VR mod. I know that the Risk of Rain 2 team that did that mod did this one as well. Um, but that's really all I know about it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a survival game, but you're on a raft with a friend or friends, and then you build up on the raft. And I mean, it it's very elaborate. It's kind of uh, and I, I mean, there's more to it, but um, very popular game. And uh, I think it came out a year or two ago, but I actually well, I thought about playing it, but I just, for whatever reason, didn't. So, Do you do you get to eat the weak players to survive? Oh, that would be cool, right? You know what I mean? I think um, if you did do that, if they, if they took that stance on, uh, what was that uh, movie where the kids crashed on the island and Piggy and all those people that supposedly survived at the Alf and wouldn't have 
wouldn't have survived. They would just ate them quick. <laughs> Out of there. Oh, it reminds me of a comedy bit that just kills me that's about this very topic, but it's kind of sick, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, cannibalism is a little gross. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll check out Raft at some point. We've got a long, long list of mods that we're getting to. Doing what this week? We're doing uh, Cyberpunk 2077 this week and uh, Half Life uh, Half Life Two VR. Yeah. Yep. So uh, tune in this Wednesday for that. In addition to that, uh, of course, Red Matter Two uh, got an excellent episode lined up this week. Absolutely, and it was Lord of the Flies. Yep, Lord of the Flies. That'd be a good VR game, right? Lord of the Flies. Maybe not. Uh, you, you know, it'd be a great VR game. Hmm. Lost. They should oh, lost hell yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you know, what I think we should do since Eric's out of town this week. I think we should pick one of his favorite games and cover it while he's gone, just so he can <laughs> be sorry for it and and never leave us again. You're uh, not allowed to leave again, Eric. It's been too much, <laughs> too long. He's going to be gone for like three weeks, dude. I know. It's crazy. At least the best, the last week is the most important week where he's ha hanging out with his family in Florida and Disney and stuff. Uh, you know what? I know what we could play. There was a significant update to one of Eric's favorite releases this year. Did oh, you hear? Really? Gunship Forge Cozy Update. New gun parts, game modes, levels, enemies, boss, and a whole lot more. We got Cozy Teacup Gun Part, Cozy Gift Box Gun Part, Cozy Bento Box Gun Part. What else we got? Try the Cozy Sandbox Mode, Relaxing Endless Mode, and the new Heart Level Set. We got Cozy Pillow Gun Part, Cozy Disembodied Cat Head Gun Part, Cozy Hand Grenade Gun Part, Cozy Not a Wave Shooter Wave Shooter Gun Part, Cozy Whatever This Is. Also included access to the Cozy Beta Co-op Campaign Mode. Mother Gunship Forge, the Cozy Update. Ah! Mother Gunship Forge gets cozy and new update available now on the Quest and PCVR. This from Henry Stockdale at Upload VR. Mother Gunship Forge's first major content update has arrived on Quest 2 and Steam VR, adding new weapon parts, a beta co-op campaign, and more. Released in June, Mother Gunship Forge brought us an original VR spinoff to the 2018 flat screen title Mother Gunship, offering a new roguelike first-person VR shooter. The goal is to fend off large hordes of enemies and get creative with large-scale weapons customization. Now, Terrible Posture Games has brought us the free Cozy Update, which includes new enemies, around 20 new gun parts, and a new heart level, which includes new enemies and a brand new boss. Ooh. If that's not enough, Terrible Posture added three new gameplay modes as well. For those looking to explore all of the dif different customization options, there's the brand new highly requested sandbox mode. Secondly, there's an endless mode, which challenges you to hold out for as long as possible against waves of enemies. Finally, the new co-op mode will let you and one other player run through the entire campaign together, 
though it's only available in beta for now. There's tons of smaller editions as well. Weapon favoriting, new ways to explore your run history, lots of bug fixes, quality of life improvements, and design adjustments. Um, the Cozy Update is available to download right now and will be available on MetaQuest 2 and PCVR via Steam. So uh, we covered this game earlier this year, uh, Roots, and we thought it was fun. Eric absolutely loved it, and I thought it was great. But I thought it was lacking in a couple of areas. I felt like there could have been more content. Uh, I wanted to see more like boss fights in it. And I wanted to be able to play the original campaign with a friend. There was a co-op mode, but it wasn't the campaign. It was like a, a separate wave-based co-op mode. Um, happy to say, Roots, I think every complaint that I had about this game has been now rectified through this latest update. Thank God, because as you were reading that, I felt awkward because I was just bitching about exactly that, about co-op modes, you know, like not wanting them. I mean, modes are good. Extra modes are good, but like the, really the campaign's the beef of it and uh, super cool that you'd be able to do that. And uh, I like that. I mean, this game has everything, right? It was already amazing before this update and the quality of life updates, bug it. I mean, all of that stuff, that's all good, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's hard for me to, to kind of um, levy any kind of criticism at this game now, assuming that all of their updates run as smoothly as the original game. Uh, but this was a good one, man. A lot of uh, a lot of weapon customization, which is kind of what the game is built around. A lot of creative enemies and fun, fast-paced fast uh, shooting in VR. Uh, there's a roguelike element which uh, brings some variety to every run through it and uh, tons of unlockables. Um, it's just a, a whole lot of game and uh, it's really well done. And, and to be honest, this is one of those games that you're only going to see about a dime worth of difference between the PC version and the Quest version. So Great. to kind of bring it back to our uh, conversation at the top, uh, this is one where you might just want to grab your Quest. Like you don't really need to play it on PC. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to play it on PC. Anyway, uh, Eric's gone to uh, Europe and left us here all by herself. So uh, I think we should play it this week and then uh, tell him about it. <laughs> tell him how awesome it is, right? Exactly. Tell him just how great it is. So this is out uh, right? now. It's out now. Yeah, 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 it's it's out now. Yeah, we'll wait on Eric before we, uh, before we jump in here and, and cover it again. But uh, it's a great game, and uh, I'm glad to see that uh, it, it's continuing to uh, get quality support. Uh, awesome Tatum in the chat says, I love the gunship. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, we, we covered it, I guess it came out a few months ago, uh, and we enjoyed our time with it. Um, Paradise Decay and a bunch of other people, as usual, saying that Dead Second is uh, fantastic. I asked I asked my padded question to Wolvie. I said, Dead Second, dot, 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 any good? And then everybody else started raving about it. And Wolf was like, yeah, it's, it's, hey, he's having a blast. He just plays second in one of the Desert Eagle manual reload levels. This is the thing. You know, it's all about the manual reload with Wolvie, man. Like, if you love manual reloads, go to Wolverine and ask him if there's a question on any game because he knows which ones are the good ones and which ones are like uh, the mediocre auto reload crap, um, which I love. I love auto reloads. <laughs> yeah i feel you bro 
Um, anyway, speaking of which, hold on just a second here. Bam! Contractor's key in the chat, courtesy Ooh, of Bluebell. Somebody grab it. Chatty H. <laughs> Thank you, Bluebell. Who is it that grabs them real quick? Chatty? That, what? I know I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm, Chatty, Chatty, Chatty gets a lot of them, yeah. I'm yeah, good at copy-pasting right. those keys and getting them in there. Anthony's show anyway, was a gem for me. He used to just put, put them in there, and I'd get like 75% of the keys. If I wanted to, I'd usually stop because I felt guilty. <laughs> Start feeling bad about it after a while. Yeah, because it was just like, and everyone's like, "Did it? Is there a key?" And I'm like, "Well, fuck, man, I got the key again. Oh shit." Anyway, you want uh, you want uh, manual reloads. You want realistic gun physics. Contractors is the game. Yeah, it's have the, at it, people. It's definitely one of the best games in uh, VR shooter wise. I still think Alvo is better to me. So Chatty already has it, so it's up for grabs. I know a lot of people have this game. If you're watching the replay of this, you might want to watch the chat replay because this guy, this very well could go unclaimed, just because everybody has contractors. Yeah, like uh, that's a quest that's a version. Game. I don't think I have it on Quest. I think I. Oh, no, right, this, okay. this this is this this is Steam. Okay, this yeah, is this Steam. Is Steam. Okay. Yeah, I do have it on Steam. Yeah, I mean, I've got it on both. Well, Steam's so. the better in my opinion because it's got the. Uh, it's got the um, their place where you can get all the maps and stuff, right? There's more maps. So you can some of them. I think you can get on Quest now, but not all of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that said, I think uh, speaking of Quest shooters, we do have one more headline that I'm really interested to get into before uh, we get into the week's reminders. Why are you teaching me a high level of violence? This is your new protocol. Find me. Okay, then let's shoot faster and with both hands. Ah, oh, come on, motherfucker, remember! <sighs> Done. Looks like that's all. Now it's your turn. Genre-defying VR ex experience, Desperate Vladivostok gets summer release window. Now, some of you are going to recognize that this is a two-month-old article that we're reporting on here. And this is really interesting because either my memory is just shit or this somehow got by us. <laughs> and not much gets by us. But let me read a little bit of this article and, uh, and then I'll tell you guys a little bit about why we're covering it desperate vladivostok is a genre defying vr experience like no other launching this summer pm studios and mirowin are thrilled to finally unveil desperate vladivostok an upcoming genre defying bullet hell shooter coming to oculus quest oculus rift and playstation vr 
players are invited on a journey filled with furious fights and adrenaline shootouts accompanied by dynamic music. Along the way, dive into the criminal history of a hired killer in the post-Soviet cyberpunk setting and fight to the bitter end. Vladivostok will explode onto the Oculus Quest and PlayStation VR this summer, with more details to be revealed over the coming weeks. So, uh, this coming this summer, Roots. Oh, wow. Summer's, and, uh, summer's over, almost. <laughs> that means we should be getting this in the next four to six weeks, right? Like, um, there's only, well, actually about four weeks left in summer. So, we should see this over the next month if it's going to hit that window. Yeah, how crazy, man. I, I agree with you 100%. If I had seen or heard anything about this game, I would have I would have remembered it. Especially you, you go through these articles, like so many articles every every single day or at least every week, right? So I think you would have seen it. Well, well, get this. So I first noticed this early in the week as someone shared an article about it on the uh, Without Parole, PSVR Without Parole Discord. Uh, that's a good spot to uh, keep up with your PSVR news. Just just join that Discord, man. There's such a large and awesome community. Uh, th they'll keep you up to date with everything. Um, but I guess it was a day or two after I read it on there, somebody asked us in our Discord if we're going to be covering it, to which I replied, or, or they asked if we had, uh, had a review key yet. Now, no, we don't have a review key yet, but yes, we will be covering this when it comes out. The reason I know that we'll be covering this when it comes out is because this is from our friends over at Mirowind. Oh. And I'll just uh, have you remembered, as we were trying to sign off from the last time we were on the air, I had posed a question to Mirowind uh, via their Discord about their previously announced shooter game, RU77, which seemingly jumped dropped off the map like we were excited about that game it kind of went away for a long time so i asked them one is ru77 still coming two um are they doing anything for vr anymore are they just doing flat games now because they've been promoting a lot of flat games lately so they got back to me literally as we were signing off on our last episode they got back to me and i read it in real time to everyone they said the ru77 had paused development for a while but they had since picked it back up and that there would be more news on it soon. All right, so cool. Uh, then I find out, you know, between then and now, people start talking about this desperate Vladivostok game, and I start looking at the, the, the Steam page. And let me just read to you the Steam description for Desperate Vladivostok. All right, so Desperate Vladivostok is a bullet hell VR action in the post-Soviet era. Filled with primal ultraviolence, furious fights, and adrenaline gunfights. Immerse yourself in a world which you are alone against everyone. All right, so that's the Steam description for Desperate Vladivostok. But I noticed this game looks familiar. This game, this description <laughs> sounds familiar. So I went over, after I saw that, I went to the Steam description page for RU77, the game we were just talking about. This is the Steam description for RU-77. RU-77 is a bullet hell VR action in the post-Soviet era, filled with primal ultraviolence, furious fights, and adrenaline gunfights. Immerse yourself in a world in which you are alone against everyone. So, Roots, I'm giving Mirowin a hard time about ditching RU-77, and all the meantime, it just has a new 
new title. Apparently, has a new title, and uh, they announced it to the world two months ago. Somehow we missed it. But when I asked them about it, they didn't even tell me that. So like, I don't know what's going on here. I sent them a message this morning asking them, uh, "Hey guys, is RU seventy seven and and uh, the new game uh, Vladivostok are, are is this the same game?" They never responded to me. So uh, I'm assuming it's the same game. It has a similar art style. It's got the exact same word-for-word -word description. They're both coming from Merowin. Um, this is the same game, right? It looks like, I mean, the description's definitely the same. The thing is, is like the art style, even though it's similar, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely different. Like this looks more like realistic. And then the uh, the RU-77, the Desperate uh, desperate Vladivostok looks more like... Um, I mean, I, if I'm being honest, I like the I like the new version. If they did change it, I like the way this looks. It's it looks unique. The other one, it looked like uh, another, like it could be any game, right? Like, looked like uh, lo-fi or distortion or lawn. It had that same aesthetic. While this is a lot more colorful, right? Yeah, it's just it, this one looks cool. When I watched the trailer, I'm like, oh my god, this is really cool. Um, I'm sure the other one would have been great, but uh, if it is a, if it is a switch, uh, I think it's good. It's a good switch. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's it's interesting. Like before, RU seventy seven was just uh, being touted as from Mirrorwind, but now that it's got this new title, um, there's a new. Let me see. There, there's a new uh, studio that's working on this with them. I think um, it's not listed on Steam, but all the articles. Uh, talk about PM Studios. So if I had to guess, and again, this is just speculation, I don't know. I would guess that Mirrorwind Studios has uh, been working on flat titles. And they didn't want to let all of their work on RU-77 go to waste. So they, they're they probably outsourcing the development to this uh, PM Studios. Mm. Again, I don't know that, but that's what it looks like to me. At any rate... Uh, this game looks fun, and I think that Mirrorwind titles um, universally are underrated in the VR catalog. Of course, they did uh, Guns and Stories Bulletproof. Oh, I love that game. Which uh, a lot of people know about that game. It's a fun wave shooter on all platforms. Uh, but a game that doesn't get nearly as much credit as it deserves, uh, Boiling Steel, which came out right around the time that Stormland and Asgard's Wrath came out, and it was just horrible timing for that game. Uh, but it's a fun game, Boiling Steel, and you can often pick it up on Steam for like a couple bucks. And I highly recommend anyone who hasn't played it do just that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, Guns and Stories is one of my favorites. Wave shooters. It doesn't even feel like a wave shooter. Just the story and just the way it's done. It was done so well, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, fun, fun gameplay mechanics and um, good comedy in that game, too. Yeah, absolutely. The, the narration's funny. Uh, one more thing I want to point out uh, about this game before we move on to into the week's reminders. Uh, you know, it, it, it's touted for Q3 on Steam, but it's said to be coming uh, this summer for Quest 2 and PlayStation VR. So this is going to be something for PSVR soon. That's That in, a, in and of itself is something to be excited about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because there's, I mean, what is coming out on PlayStation? Nothing, right? VR? been yeah. about three months i think moss moss book 2 was the last thing that came out on playstation if yeah, I, I mean the good correctly. news is they have such an amazing library to fall back on you know over the years but it's still maybe uh, stride 
Stride came out too, so maybe that was the last thing. Okay. But uh, th- this will be cool because, it, um, you know, it's a new title. Like, it's not going to be, like, ported over into PSVR. It's going to launch simultaneously on Quest and PSVR. So that's, that's awesome. pretty cool. Good good that those people get something to uh, to play. Yep. Yeah, keep them, t- tied them over until they, they get to uh, experience the best of VR. So Wolverazza asks, is the Death Horizon an update or a whole new game? It's an update. It's the final... Uh, chapter in the um, in the campaign it's, it'll be the biggest level so far and it's going to introduce new weapons new gameplay mechanics and uh, crafting into the game so it's a big big update um, so it's not a not a whole new game but it's basically going to make it into a whole new game crazy anyway that's going to wrap this week's headlines and bring us into this week's reminders um Hold on a second, Roots. Before we get into what's out this week, let me check, check my email and okay. see if we can talk about this first one. Uh, yeah. Mind Drive says Doom 3 VR is 75% on the PS Store for QuakeCon, uh, by the way. So if you don't own that and you have PSVR, that's an amazing game. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And um, Aim Controller, that, that you say, why should I go play that on PSVR? Because aim controller, that's why. I think wasn't that the one we we covered that right? I preferred it on the aim controller, like than the other versions. Uh, Doom three or Doom VFR? Maybe that was Doom VFR. We preferred Doom VFR on uh, on PSVR because of the aim controller, but uh, Doom three it's really good on PSVR. I think the 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 PC didn't um, it have more to it or something. I don't know. I can't remember. It was good. Mm. Just, no, not really. It's the same game. It's just the it's an official port, uh, and the other versions are mods. But I still think that the PC mods probably the best version of, uh, and even the Quest version. I hate to say it, but I think the Quest mod is better than the PSVR version too. Um, but it's worth playing still because of the aim controller. So. Awesome. Tatum says, "Get an aim controller." Laugh out loud. Okay, Wes said it. Yeah, get an aim <laughs> controller for sure. There you go. Uh, anyway, let's skip over this first one that's out this week. Um, there's something coming this week, and the um, the embargo terms are unclear at this point. So I'm just going to cut over it rather than risk uh, sharing something that I'm not supposed to share. We'll, we'll maybe we'll come back to it after it launches and let you guys know uh, that it launched. Um, there's a game hitting uh, hitting uh, App Lab beta this week from one of our friends but again i, I don't want to uh step on any toes here so we'll just skip over that one
Nerf Ultimate Championship is dropping this week from Secret Location onto the Quest 2 platform. Roots, this one snuck up on us, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know they mentioned it a while ago, but it's been a while, and this actually looks pretty good. You know, like this, to me, any shooter, I don't care if there's Nerf bullets or real bullets or whatever, if the, the gameplay is fun, if the, the game modes are fun, if um, there's a lot of action, the guns are good, it can be really good. So uh, I think this has potential to be um, better than I thought it was going to be, if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, with these games, it's really hard to tell until you play them. Uh, but, I mean, it's got that name on it, right? It's got that Nerf tag on it. So you got to think that there's a certain amount of money and polish going into this. And for if for no other reason than that, my curiosity is piqued. Yeah, yeah so, I, think uh, if, I think it could be good. You know, who doesn't want to shoot people with Nerf guns, right? Instead of real guns. Right. You know, uh, they're teaming up with, um, who was it? Somebody in the chat knows. They're, they're teaming up to do a, a, a Quest controller attachment with a Nerf gun on it. Um, so when you're playing this, it feels like you're holding a Nerf gun. But I think the thing might actually even mm. shoot darts out. It looks like it does. How crazy. Um, I well, got to find out who's doing this now. Wolvie says he uh, he really really hopes they don't screw up the pairing system for multiplayer. That's the thing, man. How many how many games like this come out in the multiplayer? It's like difficult to to group up, or it's not cross play. It's like developers think they're they're sitting around a, a room in a room around a table, and they're like, okay, how can we like gimp our game? How can we really like limit the scope of our game? It's like, okay, well, let, you know, that would be one of them, right? Fuck up the multiplayer on launch so that you can't group up with people. So I hope you're right, Wolvie. Hopefully everything's good. I don't know if they've had reason, you have reason to, to worry about that. But, I mean, that's always a worry with these kind of games, right? Yeah, yeah. The the the, uh, the UI and the, the matchmaking are paramount when you're talking about these type of, uh, you know, uh, fast-paced multiplayer arcade shooters. Uh, I mean, we saw a game with a similar vibe from First Contact Entertainment, uh, the follow-up to um, Firewall Zero Hour, and I always forget the name of this game. And there's a reason I always forget about it. It's because nobody played it. And the reason why is there were so many, um, so many issues with the uh, matchmaking and the game mechanics. They, they didn't launch with cross-play. Um, I mean, there was a lot of problems with it, and uh, it paid the price for it. So hopefully... That won't be the same uh, the same problem with this one. Yeah, you got a small window to really grab people in multiplayer like this kind of stuff, especially in VR. It's not the biggest community. You know, like on Steam, if it was like a flat game, you have a, a shitload more people that, that might come in and, and figure out that it's a good game or whatever. But it's, uh, I don't know, it looks like it's pretty cool. So Thank be. you. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Brandon, Shy Town D, Michelle B, they all know what's up. Hello, real, doing a, a real Nerf gun attachment for the Quest controllers, and it does shoot darts. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Wolf uh, Raza says Solaris. That was the game, right? Solaris. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, uh, he and says, it did have Solaris. Solaris could have been such a good game, but the bogus pairing system killed it. And this is a very similar setup. Hoping like hell they research. Yeah, you and me both, bro. We're not going to have to wait long, man. Uh, this comes out in four days. Ooh. So uh, we'll know soon whether or not this is going to be any good. 
but shout out to Hello Real for uh, for the awesome attachments. You got a task, bro. You got to you got to do your homework, Step man. Step it Catch up, up, bro. What are yeah. you doing? Come on, man. Fall behind. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, roots. Um, that's not all that's out this week, or, or, or we assume that this next one's out this week. It says August. So if it's not out this week, it'll be out early next week. Uh, a bit of a surprise here. Not not something I was expecting to see when I did this week's uh, this week's lineup. Jupiter and Mars from Tigertron apparently is coming to Quest 2. This, of course, a three-year-old formerly PlayStation exclusive. It's an acclaimed undersea adventure route. I, Have you, you heard? I, you know, I find it's funny you say that because uh, I, I was as well, we were watching. I almost asked you that. Um, I said, "Was it? Was it acclaimed? <laughs> I don't remember if it was acclaimed or not." This is the thing. It, my, I've, I went through a range of emotions when I first saw this. I first was like, whoa, what is this? Um, then I remembered the, trying to play it or playing through it on the PlayStation VR, and I didn't care for it that, that much. So my, then I was like, eh. But then I started to think how cool it really kind of was, like, and I wanted to play more of it, but the limitations of the PlayStation VR, this is one where, at least for me, it was like, it just... It, it was shimmery and there was just a lot of things that I didn't care for on it. So I didn't end up playing that much. I felt um, like it could have been better. And, uh, and it was just probably my experience. But so then I'm thinking, wow, I, I'm actually kind of in, intrigued. I want to play this game on the quest because I want to see that clear version. And like Michelle B says, I get to be a dolphin, sign me up. I did think it was cool. It is a story. It's like everything that we've been playing lately, like Lost Ember and that kind of stuff, but it has a really deep story behind it. And I feel like um, this was the biggest thing that I was struck with is like, I really hope it does well because it's a game that I don't think really got the attention it should have. Um, and I think this is maybe the, the it's going to be the best version of it, right? So I would hope so. It says it's enhanced. Um, 
I was not a fan of this game. I, I thought it was boring. Now, with that said, I did not play very much of it. I played like an hour of it, and I was done. Uh, I was so unimpressed by this game that I stopped eating Dolphin Safe Tuna uh, just because <laughs> I was so disgusted with dolphins afterwards. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, they're, they're selling this game as an adventure. I don't remember any of that. I just remember it kind of being an exploration game uh, with really shimmery visuals and uh, a boring experience. I'm thinking now um, maybe I didn't give it long enough. Maybe this is uh, one that's kind of a slow burn and it takes it a while to, uh, to get going. Um, but I'm willing to try again, um, especially because it is on newer hardware and it is uh, apparently enhanced. enhanced in some way. Uh, so I'm willing to check it out again. Uh, maybe it's better than I remember it being. Yeah, and definitely could be. I thought it was pretty cool. I just thought like that, like I said, I didn't. It was too shimmery. I just think that it was not optimized for the PlayStation VR. Yeah, and who knows? So. It may even be better on PSVR now that uh, PS5. Like That's maybe, true. Maybe a lot of that stuff goes away if you play it on PS5. That's a good point. Luke Rogie says the gameplay just wasn't interesting in any way. That that's kind of what I remember too. But, it's just But Michelle B says you get to be a dolphin. Like if you're into dolphins, it's pretty cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of Dan Marino or Flipper. Oh, I was a big Dan Marino fan. He was my favorite. I was a Miami Dolphin fan because of him. Um I and I I will go on the record that uh we both do eat dolphin safe. can you imagine like all of a sudden we lose like 100 subs we're like you know what fuck this guy he's eating dolphin i'm out yeah i I don't i don't i think all tuna is dolphin safe these days isn't it that should be like i mean they're pretty smart mammals right like they're probably smart i mean i think in some ways right they're smarter than us so oh yeah i mean uh do a little research on uh, john Lilly's experiments with dolphins you'll be uh you'll learn a lot John Lilly, Dolphins. Just Google that right now. Okay, I'll have to do it now. Uh, anyway, that's what's out this week. As far as I know, if something else comes up, we'll be sure to let you know. Just make sure, if you haven't already, to click the big red button and the bell. Yep. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the wish list segment. This is where we ask all of you just to take a moment of your time with us right now as we all go in real time. And do our part to support the developer community by wishlisting a game. And uh, I think, Roots, that I'm going to go wishlist Desperate Vladivostok. Because RU77, I think, is already on my wishlist. But I'm not so sure we're going to get that one anymore. Yeah, I don't know if that thing is. It says to be announced for the date, right? (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. And I'm waiting on the announcement. I'm waiting on them. To uh, respond to my message I sent them this morning. So hopefully um, by the time this one actually launches, I'll have a lot more uh, information on it. Uh, They're on a different time zone than we are, so I'm sure that's why I haven't heard back from them yet. Yeah. Plus it's Sunday. I mean, who works on Sunday, right? That's true. Well, we do on on the show. That's about it, right? I don't consider it work, though. I just did the same thing. Uh, I've added that game. That game does look really cool. Just the way it looks, it's exactly what I was talking about. When you were saying about games not looking like Minecraft, although that looks nothing like Minecraft, it's just it's a it's a deliberate art style that I really like, and the gameplay looked really cool. And like Wolvie said, he uses that kind of game to relax. It's a a, a Wolvie relaxation game right there. 
Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. This isn't Minecraft. This is like, um, this is uh, that cell shaded comic booky style. Like, I don't mind this so much. Now, I don't like it when every game is like this, but mm, we've had a pretty good break from them lately. So, and this one actually looks good. It's got to be unique. Uh, D says, "I wish listed. She wish listed squirrel with a gun." Well, there you go. Is that I? I don't know if I've heard that one. Mark Smith, Twisted Metal VR, Hope and Wish. I'm, I'm almost certain that Twisted Metal VR is going to be a thing on uh, PSVR 2. We're going to start getting it. all of all of those, man. Sony, Sony's going to start breaking out the real IPs. You know what I mean? And I, by real IPs, I just established. I guess I should. It's an insult to well, all the other <laughs> all the other uh, companies. But no, they're just very established. Everybody wants the Twisted Metal. They want the Bioshock. They want the GTA 5 or gta whatever you know so. well we know this is what we know we know that twisted metal uh is getting a tv series it's in development mm. we also know well we've heard many many uh, reliable rumors that there's a twisted metal game in development for playstation so then we just have to ask would this be a vr game why wouldn't that be a vr game has there ever been a, a series that needs to be in vr more than twisted metal i say no yeah absolutely but uh, i would also uh, say i, I would also blood, say this back, that was okay. another one back for blood I, I want it i need it in vr sure sure uh anyway um mark smith i would also suggest that you check out um death lap on mm. oculus yes it's, it's uh it's got a lot of twisted metal um vibe to it and inspiration how long do you think that thing stays open right like server wise since we have all these games that keep getting ditched and it's it's like didn't they abandon i don't know i don't even know if they have dedicated servers for that i think Mm -hmm. that might be user hosted actually okay well so that would be the way to go right yeah and it's on sale right now too like if you go to fanatical i want to say i think it's on sale but uh, it's been in a bunch of bundles. It's a cross-buy title. You can play on PC or Quest, and uh, it's fun. Underrated game, Death Lap. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway, that's going to bring us to our final reminder this week and every week, and that is how you can do your part to support us, our community, our channel. Of course, as we mentioned before, the easiest way to do that is by clicking the big red subscribe button and ringing the bell so that you can stay up to date with all of our content as we go live. Of course, if you're already a subscriber, you want to do a little something extra, you can do so by supporting us on Patreon, where for as little as $3 per month, you'll get access to our weekly show notes, insider updates, and exclusive content, all for less than a dollar per week. And I was even dropping hints to them uh, this week, Roots, about um, our upcoming project, the, the VR Crewcast, which is set to start next month, which is going to have uh, uh, Masher and I are going to be on there, Alex and Skeever are going to be on there, uh, GT, Beardo Benjo, and sadly it's Bradley um, on the newest season of Gamertag VR's VR Crewcast. Very excited about this. And uh, it was hard for me to keep it quiet all re- week, although I was dropping some pretty loud hints on our uh, patreon feed that's crazy man i'm offended they didn't invite me. oh wait they didn't invite me i just my work couldn't my work my boss man god bless him i love them it just didn't work out but you know i think everything happens for a reason i think uh you know it changed up and i think this cast is going to be amazing all of you know having the right people 
it just seems i mean that's a the all-star cast right there super exciting i think to talk about a clash of personalities man I mean, <laughs> put us in there with with gt and benjo and then alex and skiva and the, i mean and then brad brad's on his own fucking planet like yeah, it's going to be great, and it's going to be interesting to see seven dudes on a roundtable VR podcast. Um, I might get three three words in each each episode. Yeah, um, it's what uh, is it four? I guess two p.m. four p.m. Eastern, right? Next month? No, it'll be uh, it'll it be. Uh, let's see, three three p.m. Yeah, it was three p.m. We thought about doing it at four for a while, but three p.m. Eastern on uh mondays starting in september okay yep yeah so uh vr crew cast if you haven't already go subscribe to that i will update the uh the uh description stuff down below it's not in there yet but next week it'll be on there yeah super cool yep looking forward to it although man I'm, how many fucking vr podcasts can i do in a week man? uh i don't know man Four? we'll stretch you as thin as you can i don't know you're going places so that's all that matters it's all a stepping stone to uh to that goal where you're you're going to be this west going to be doing this for a living at some of some way or fashion i'm going to keep saying it and you're going to keep saying <laughs> it's going to happen so wolveraza do you know who else wants seven dudes on a round table my mom yeah she wants it a little bit more than everybody else but you know that's she's just that kind of girl uh paradise the case says when do i have time to play games i, I do that while people sleep uh, but it's a good point and to be honest i couldn't do this if I were like the host, like I couldn't do what GT's doing. I don't have time to do more. Uh, but this is just me showing up for a couple hours each week and talking about VR. He's going to be doing all the prep. So, uh, yeah, I think we can fit one more in. Although I will say this, I don't want to stop doing uh, on location and our other special projects. Mm. So we might miss an episode of this one or the Wednesday show every now and then just so that we can record uh, on location we've got guests i probably got five guests lined up right now for on location so uh, we're going to get back to that real soon you know what we could do too is we could uh we could have something else that we play in its place in those times instead of just having nothing you know maybe we've got something else we can just plan yeah. on you know something else that we've already got to do for the show record it and you know or whatever or, or we'll figure something stream out. gameplay yeah so pd PD says, well, you know, uh, when do we have time to play games? We could just stream gameplay if we're not going to be live on a Sunday or a Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Actually kind of makes sense. Well, I mean, I guess we could do like the Wednesday show, but just do real-time review, you know? Pick one game, do real-time review, and and uh, that way we can do our content and we don't have to like miss, miss episodes so often. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of ways to do it, right? But yeah, uh, uh, Carl, Par uh, Carl Parker says, is Squirrel with a gun in VR? And Chinatown D says, no, but I would add that if you want it to be, it can be, right? That's true. Yeah, you could do it in uh, Reshade pretty much any game. I'm sure Squirrel, the, I, think, I don't know, man. Like, I, I love flag games, too. And if it's a Squirrel with a gun, I mean, come on. Uh, why have they not brought it into VR? That's my question. Yeah. Well, I like flat games um, for the most part. But if anything, if Spider-Man this past week taught me anything, it's that I don't love flat games the way I love VR games. Really? Spider-Man was amazing. It's beautiful. It's addictive gameplay. Uh, but it, it's very much still a flat game. And it, I don't think even... It, different games, though. 
you I would say yep. Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, that's is a good point. one of the best games I've ever played in VR and in general. And but I just yeah. feel like the gameplay on unless you like those mash the buttons type of gameplay, which I, I'm not a big fan of, then it's like you know it, it becomes what Mash said a really well produced game that's amazing that isn't fun for you to play. And then at that point, it's like, what are you doing? Right? It's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's fun to play. I just. And this is a whole different discussion maybe we can have on another game. I don't know if I'm into the idea of a 30 to 40 hour game anymore. It has to be really special for me to want to spend that kind of time. And a button masher just don't do it for me. Like I'm sure I could have fun for 10 to 15 hours, 20. Like the length of a VR game, I could probably have fun in Spider-Man for that long. But if you're going to do all the little side shit in that game, it's going to take way longer than that to do it. Right. And... Um, it's just one yeah, of those I games just, you just like GTA Five. Um, you just play through the and the main story, you know, and you just most yep. of that stuff. But the, the problem is, is, like you said, it's all tied up into your upgrades, and so you know it's probably more difficult to level up if you're not doing the side shit right. So it's kind of a I don't know. But uh, Red Dead's a great example because that is a flat game technically, but when you're playing it, it feels like a VR game to me. It feels rich and immersive, and yeah. that's what what I love. It's awesome. Uh, PD says, I want to thank you guys for inspiring me to jump back into Stormland. So good. And on the latest hardware on Mac settings. Yeah, it was nice to be able to just flip it on Ultra and, and leave it, right? Yeah. You didn't realize how shimmery it was on 70%, or at least for me. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Why does this? Oh, resolution, 70%. But Yeah, Stormland's great. And I'm glad we went back to it. We'll be going back to asgard's wrath i'm sure pretty soon as well and giving that one another look i'm torn on asgard's wrath do i start back at the beginning or do i try to start where i'm at that was you know, mm. I don't know i'm gonna start over but i didn't make it as far as you either i don't i only played i played it less than 10 hours so yeah like, there's still a lot to go and that goes back to what i was just saying i don't know if i want to play a game for 30 or 40 hours like well i've said like that I, before I asgard, asgard's wrath i think is too long there's a point where you just gets to the point where you're like, I'm, I feel like I'm done. Um, but then, but then I played Returnal flat for a hundred hours and was wanting more when it was over with. Yeah, that's just a uh, that's a, a sign of a, a well made game, right? Doesn't matter if it's flat VR, it's just amazing. By the way, by the way, talking of reshade, The Last of Us is oh. coming to PC. The Last of Us remake is coming to PC and Returnal. Is coming to PC. Oh my God, dude! <laughs> we dude, need, we need to start bugging Luke Ross for a mod, like in that Patreon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and get and, and we need to start bugging him to uh, stop telling people how much money he's making. Yeah. Like, take I that think, shit down, bro. I think he learned that lesson. I hope. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, but I think he's working on Spider Man. If I had to bet, I'd say he's working on Spider Man. So we'll probably be revisiting that one sooner than later yeah that'll be cool because I, I was saying i think it may be a better experience i mean i know it's going to be a better experience because at the end of the day a screen is a screen 3d involved is awesome but you know being in that world is a different experience will i enjoy it better more that's the question right yeah so and if you uh, if you want to know the answer to that question click the button ring the bell i'm sure we'll get around to it Anyway, with that said, um, oh, uh, of course, join us on Discord. There's an invitation link down below. This is where we hang out. 
It's where we lurk 24-7. It's where we talk about VR. It's where we talk about flat games. It's where we get together to play multiplayer. Uh, we, we share comedy. We share music. Uh, you're looking for a PS5? That's a good place to uh, ask people for help. Uh, all that and more on the Virtual Strangers Discord. And it's free to join. Link in the description below. And with that said, friends, I'd like to thank you all once again for watching. For Roots, I'm Wes. We'll see you in a couple days. Bye. Take it easy.